Hi everybody, this is Vicki. Thank you for joining me um, on my channel here today. I want to thank everybody that has been subscribing and leaving comments and sending encouraging words and uh, their thoughts about things, their, the counsel that they feel. I got something floating around on the screen. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> but anyway, I want to thank you all for for uh, the strengthening and encouraging words that you give me. I really and truly appreciate it. And for all of the prayers, that's, that's so important to me. So please keep praying. Um, <clears throat> now I'm going to share, a, I'm going to share a message with you today that I felt like the Lord gave me yesterday. He's been talking to me about all these, I get, I do get a lot of comments and emails from people. Well, not a lot, but I get comments and emails from people who are really struggling with fear and believing that the Lord has cast them aside, that they have lost the, they've lost Holy Spirit, that, um, and there, there are people that are really, that are terrified. And because I lived that, even while I was walking with the Lord, because I went through a season in my life um, where I was fighting against sin that I was not overcoming, that the Lord had told me repeatedly to get rid of and I wouldn't do it. Uh, he allowed me to go through a season where I could not feel, I would, and I hate to use the word feel, but it's really accurate because his presence was, I was, I was so used to his presence with me that when he, he didn't leave me, but he didn't allow me to experience that presence as I was used to it. And prior to that, and, uh, it was terrifying. And of course the enemy is right there screaming at me that I was going to go to hell. God was done with me. I'd send my last sin. So I know what it's like to have that kind of terror. It's irrational, but it's the enemy. And, uh, <clears throat> and all he's got to do is point us in the direction of how we have failed God, how we've sinned. And so I'm going to address some of those things in this. The, I felt like the Lord was saying yesterday that this was something that needed to be talked about. If you know someone, my eyes itching, sorry. If you know someone or if you are someone who's struggling with fear like that and thinking that you cannot depend on God, that he's not going to, uh, he's not going to be there for you, that you're, that he's done with you, then please, please watch the video to the end and please share it. Um, and I, I want to thank you for some of you have written and said, I am sharing your videos and we watch them and my husband and I watch them and Amelia, thank you. <laughs> but there are a number of just the, uh, there are a number of people that need to hear what God has to say about that kind of fear and about who he is and, and how he wants us really to, to view him, to view him. So please pray over everything that I say, pray over everything you hear from anybody at all, and even pray over yourself when you're reading scripture, ask the Lord to teach you, ask father to teach you and help you understand that's, he sent his spirit so that it says, even in scripture, we don't even have to have a, a man teach us. His spirit can teach us everything we need to know. So, but everything that, you know, everything you hear, please take it to the Lord and ask him if it's, if it's truth, it's really, it's really important for all of us to walk in truth, especially, uh, especially since there's so much deception and it's so subtle that, uh, we, I mean, we especially need to be going to him in this time. It's just that has, that deception has increased. So anyway, I'm going to say a prayer before we, before I get into this and I'm excited to share what he's given me. So if you would join me and if you'd rather just turn off the video and pray, uh, and just between you and father, go ahead and, and jump back in there. I, I'll probably be, I'll be praying. <laughs> Father, thank you so much again for this day. And Father, I thank you for your gift to us. I thank you for Emmanuel, God with us. I thank you for Holy Spirit that you've, you have seen to it that we have everything we, we need. We are so completely equipped. You've provided every need that we could possibly have to come to know you and, and to walk with you according to your will for our lives. And, and simply because you are God and you deserve to be obeyed and loved we we thank you that you've been patient with us and and that you continue to labor with us and father we thank you for letting us know that you're not willing for anybody to be lost we ask you father to help us see grow us up father help us see what we need to be 
doing to uh, bless other people with the gift of knowing that you love them, that you created them, that you made a way by sending your son a perfect, perfect sacrifice for every one of us so that we would be able to be forgiven for our sins. So God, we ask you in this time that uh, we're all together. I ask you, Father, bless us to hear your voice, to hear your word, and to go away changed from this time that we spend together. Thank you, Father, for all of these things in the name of the one who is the word of God, the Messiah himself, Emmanuel, we pray. Amen. Okay, so here's what he said to me yesterday. Here's the direction he pointed me. He said, first, to read the 103rd Psalm. So I'm going to read that to you. And if you want to join me, I'll tell you, I am in the English Standard Version of the Bible. Um, and then, um, and he gave me three different chapters in scripture to share. I love how he did this. So anyway, the first, the first chapter is the 103rd Psalm, and he's going to talk to us in this chapter about our dustiness. Okay, so here we go. Um, get back on the right page. Okay. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. I'm going to stop there because I want to I want to break this down a little bit because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do here. <clears throat> okay. Okay, where do you want me to start, Father? <laughs> because I made this video a minute ago, video a minute ago, and then I just wasn't satisfied with it. So we're going to see which one I end up posting on the channel uploading. Um, okay. He said that our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, we need to bless him. We need to not forget his benefits. He forgives all of our iniquity, heals our diseases, redeems our lives from the pit. He crowns us with steadfast love and mercy, his steadfast love and his mercy. He satisfies us with good so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. He works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. We're not going to get that in the world, but we will get that from him. He works righteousness and justice. He's, and then he goes on and talks about how he, he puts us in remembrance of what he's done and how even with Moses, how he is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. A lot of people think that God's sitting on, especially if you've grown up in a home, an abusive home or a, home where you have a, a father who's absent like like I had an abusive father and then he was absent and so getting to the place where I understood that God and my father were two different beings in their in the way they related to me in love and in all of it in uh, correction all that they were my my dad didn't know how to be a dad and um, so for people that have grown up like that, sometimes it's really hard. We can logically say, oh, yes, yes, I know God's not like that. But, but the brokenness inside of us sometimes prevents us from really being, until the Lord heals us, prevents us from being able to make that leap into how God is God. And it's, he's completely different than a father who's abusive. And so... <clears throat> So anyway, the Lord's saying he's slow to anger. He doesn't just, you know, he doesn't just lose it and go off on us uh, and, you know, punish us. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't punishment that doesn't come because there is punishment that comes. You know, there's correction and all of that for his children. But, but he's telling us here, I am slow to anger. It takes a lot. 
I, I'll put, I put up with a lot before I finally uh, get mad. And then he's abounding in steadfast love. He is abounding. It's not like he has a little bit of love. He is abounding in steadfast love. There's so much. He's not going to always chide. He's not going to keep his anger forever. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins. And this is a place, nor repay us according to our iniquities. This is a place that, that I, I think I should really stop here for just a minute and talk about this. He does not deal with us according to our sins. If he did, if he dealt with us according to our sins and repaid us according to our iniquities, if that's what he was going to do, <clears throat> for people that are living in terror, that they've just messed up too much and God can't forgive them, realize this, you guys, I had to get to where I understood this. And this was the thing that the Lord was teaching me about learning how to trust him. That if he were to repay us for our sins and uh, or deal with us according to our sins and repay us according to our iniquities, if that was what his plan was, gonna, was going to be all along, why would he have made a way for us to be forgiven? Because he knows we're all, we all fail. We've all, scripture says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we've all got things in our past and, and, and a lot of us still have things in our present that the Lord's working on, that we're working on. But if God's intention from the very beginning was to repay us uh, for our sins and, uh, I want to say it right, deal with us according to our sins and repay us according to our iniquities. If that was his plan, there would have been no reason. It would have just been a waste of time. And it would have been a waste of time for him to have sent Messiah. It would have been a waste of time if he always planned on repaying us according to our sins and iniquities. So he's slow to anger, abounds in love. He won't always be angry, won't always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He will not deal, he does not deal with us according to our sins. And he doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. And then, this is so beautiful, I love this. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. Ugh. And just even thinking about that, it just kind of washes over me. It's so beautiful. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. We're going to talk about what it means to fear the Lord, because I feel like he's shown me his definition of that <clears throat> a little bit later in this, in this particular chapter. But if we could just understand that his love is so great for those who fear him, it's as high as the heavens are above the earth. He's just, he's basically saying to us, look, my love is so big for you. If you just, if you fear me, if you really, if you know who I am and you've chosen to give your life to me and, and to obey me, to keep my covenants and follow my commandments. My love is, it's so big you can't even comprehend. It's as big as the heavens are high above the earth. It's, it's that big, it's huge. And even at that, I'm sure it's greater than that, but he was giving us something to compare, you know, to be able to say, okay, like here's the scale, Your love, my love for you, here's earth, here's heaven. My love is as big as that, okay. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far he removes our sin transgressions from us. So, so far, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Okay, now for those who grew up, like I said, in a home where they didn't have a father who knew how to be a father, this is the hard part to, this is all hard for, for us to understand until father brings healing and and helps us get to that place. He sees our brokenness. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to, again, to those who fear him. So he is compassionate towards those who fear him. He, his, love is stead, his love is steadfast. It's immovable. It's unshakable. His love is determined and set and solid for those who fear him. His uh, compassion is is tender and 
loving like a father showing compassion to his children again he's giving us that example of how he is he is compassionate towards us he and then the next verse is one of my favorite verses in all of scripture i mean there are a lot i have a lot of favorite verses but this is definitely one of them he says for he knows our frame he remembers that we are dust god does not look at us and go look I told you once you should have had it all figured out. We're on this journey with him, learning how to walk, learning how to, how to love him the way that he wants to be loved and deserve to be loved, deserves to be loved. We're learning how to lay our lives down and take up our crosses and follow him daily. We're learning a lot of stuff. And, and Father's telling us, look, I have so much love for you. You can't even measure it. It's as far as the heavens are above the earth. I have so much compassion for you. It's like I'm your father. It's like a, it's like a father has compassion for his children, a tenderness, a love, a, a, a gentleness. I, I see what you're going through. And, and he's, and he says, because I know your frame. I remember you're dust. You're just a little human being down there. You, you don't have this all figured out. You're not gonna get it all figured out because I'm God, I'm the only one that has it all figured out. But I love you and I have compassion on you because you fear me, because you know I am who I say I am and because you wanna please me. So, so, you need to know that I remember, I know what you're made out of. I know you're just dust. You're... Remember the 139th Psalm? I, I refer to this one a lot where he talks about how he formed us in the secret place in our mother's womb before we had one thought in our mind, one breath in our body, when our hearts were still just being formed and learning how to, and beating just before he says before there was one thought and he didn't say all of those things in there but this is what he means all of those things that made us he saw them all when we were in our mother's womb he said and even beyond that he said before you had the one thought in your head the before you spoke one word i knew what was on your tongue i knew what you were going to say he is that loving that gentle and watches over his children all he sees it all he knows all of it and his compassion and his love are huge for those who fear him now this is the second time in this chapter the lord's talking about how he feels about those who fear him okay so I'll go back to verse 15. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. So again, he's bringing this back to how, how, uh, how he views the ones who fear him. He's compassionate. He's, uh, his love is huge. And again, and now he's telling us, look, my love isn't just huge, but it is forever. I will always love you. My love is from everlasting before you were even here. My love for you was, was there. And long after you leave this earth, my love is there for you. My love is steadfast. It's from everlasting to everlasting. Okay, let me read that verse again. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. Now, here's where I felt like the Lord was telling me he was defining what it means to fear him. To those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. So he says, back up here. He says, my love is great. It's higher than that earth is above the heavens. That's how much I love you. If you fear me, my love for you is enormous. As far as the east is from the west, I'm going to throw your sins away. And, uh, and let's see. And like a father has compassion on his children, I have compassion on you because you fear me. So I'm going to be tender and gentle and loving with you. And I, that doesn't mean I'm not going to correct you. It doesn't mean you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be rebuked from time to time because you need it. Uh, and he says, but also my love is eternal. It's from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear me. That's 
All of those are incredible things. And his righteousness is to children's children. Okay, so here's the way I understand him to be defining how we fear him. To those who keep his covenants and remember to do his commandments. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. His The way that Father knows our love for him, our fear of him, our, our love for him is that we fear him. And the, and the way that we fear him is by keeping his commandments, remembering his covenant and keeping his commandments. He's not saying... Well, how do you want me to say this, Father? We're not going to earn our way into the kingdom. We're not going to, it's not anything like that. We're not going to, uh, we're not earning his love. His love is freely given. But he's saying, my, my steadfast love for you, if you fear me forever and ever, at, you will always have my love. You will always have, my compassion is with you. I will take care of you. And, and you just, I'm just asking you if, if you want to say that you're mine and you want to be with me, then I need you to keep my covenants because I'm father. I need you to keep my commandments. And you know, there's scripture that says his covenants are not, or his commandments are not hard to keep. Some people go, oh, well, that means we have to all of the word from the very beginning of the Old Testament and so on and so forth. Well, that's another whole video, but we're not going to, we're not going to go into that. We're just going to, we're going to finish this because I don't want to miss what the Lord's trying to do here. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord. Verse 20. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. And we know who the voice of his word is. That is Messiah. He is the word. Talks about that in uh, Revelation. How written on his... On his uh, thigh is the word of God. His name, he is the word of God. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And I cannot think of a better way to bless the Lord than to fear him and to, to remember uh, to keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. Okay, now, so that's the 103rd Psalm. Now, he gave me three different chapters in uh, Psalms. The first one was that. And in that, in that chapter, he's letting us know he knows our dustiness. I really like that. I know he gave me that word to use for this. He knows our dustiness. It just kind of defines it all. He knows that we're just flesh and blood down here. And he wants us to know he's steadfast in his love and, and uh, for those who fear him. He knows our dustiness and he wants us to fear him. He mentions the fear three times in, in that chapter. And then, in my understanding, explains what that means. Okay, and then the next the next chapter he gave me was the 105th Psalm. So he had me skip a chapter. And uh, in the 105th Psalm, he's, he's really good at telling us about how he kept his word, how he keeps his word. And uh, I'm going to just read one, two, three, four verses out of that. No. Okay, Father. Um, first, I'm going to talk just a little bit about this because he's saying we'll read this part too. Okay. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. I'm starting in verse 1 in chapter 105 in Psalms. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Let your heart rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. And remember in the 103rd verse or Psalm, he's telling us that we need to remember his covenant. The word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. So let me stop here for just a moment and say, Father is, is showing us in these verses, he's reminding us of his faithfulness to keep his word. 
We, in the 103rd Psalm, he's saying, look, I know that you're just dust. I want you to know my love is huge. My compassion is huge if you fear me. And this is how you show me you fear me. And then he says in the 105th Psalm, I want you to know that I am faithful to my word. I'm faithful to my covenant. Uh, when he's talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I hear him saying, look, I'm faithful to the generations. When I make a covenant, when I say I'm going to do these things, I keep my word. And he does. Okay, so then in uh, verse 12, because a lot of times we just go, well, that was them, or that was for back then, or whatever. And the Lord says in verse 12, he says, when they were few in number, when uh, Israel was few in number of little account, they weren't any big deal. And they were sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people. He allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. So the Lord's saying, look, even though they were just a little, uh, and other scriptures, I can't remember exactly where it is at the moment, he talks about uh, how he, how he didn't choose Israel because they were this great and mighty and powerful nation. As a matter of fact, among all the nations of the earth, they were the least and the smallest. So God doesn't choose us based on our qualifications or our fame or any of those things. He chooses us based on his covenant and our response to him. That's wow, God, that's really good. I didn't know I was going to say that. Okay, so then, so here we are in the 103rd verse or Psalm. He remembers our, he knows our dustiness. 105th Psalm, he knows, he keeps his word. And then he took me to the 104th Psalm in the middle. And in that Psalm, I'm going to read just a little bit of it. This is such a powerful Psalm as well. He is, uh, he's showing us that he's almighty. Kind of got the psalmist bragging on him. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds, his ministers of flaming fire. He set the earth on its foundations so that it should never be moved. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of your thunder they took to flight. The mountains rose. The valleys sank down to the place that you appointed for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass so that they might not again cover the earth. You make springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them, the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode, you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord are watered abundantly, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. In them, the birds build their nests. The stork has her home in the fir trees. The high mountains are for the wild goats. The rocks are a refuge for the rock badgers. He made the moon to mark the seasons. The sun knows it's time for setting. You make darkness and it is night when all the beasts of the forest creep about. The young lions roar for their prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they steal away and lie down in their dens. Man goes out to his work, to his labor until the evening. O oh Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea, great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable, living things, both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan, which you formed to play in it. They all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. 
who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. So Father's saying, you know, here, I'm telling you, I know who you are. I know your dust. I know you, you can't figure it all out in 103rd Psalm, but I want you to know that uh, I love you. If you fear me, I love you. If you fear me, I have compassion on you. If you fear me, I will bless even to your children's children. Uh, I'll bless your generations like I like I blessed uh, Abraham's generations. I will bless you. And then he says, see here, let me just tell you how almighty, or let me, let me tell you that I keep my word. I'm not a man. I don't lie. When I tell you I'm going to take care of you, when I tell you that I love you, I mean what I say. I do not lie. And that's the 105th Psalm. He keeps his word. And then the 104th Psalm, he's going, because I'm almighty. Everything about me, I'm, I, I've made everything you see. Don't you know that if I can do all of these things, I can take care of you. I can take care of you. I can forgive you for your sins. I've made a way for you to be forgiven for your sins. I will love you and watch over you and protect you. Just fear me and understand that what I'm saying to you, just like I said in First uh, John, uh, this is how you show me you love me. You obey me. You keep my commandments. There are commandments and God wants us to walk in his word and his commandments you know he wasn't he didn't say he didn't say messiah was the word of god for no reason he is literally the word of god he's the word of god so the word paid for us to be able to do the things that father asks us to do if we want to be his requires of us if we are going to be his the word is the one that made that way Okay, so he gave me a few things, and I'm not going to, I'm tempted, and it is temptation to look at the time, but I'm reminded, even as I started to do it, I'm reminded of some comments I've had some, from some people that have said, don't worry about the length, because we're listening. <laughs> Thank you so much, you all, for, for telling me that, because I, yeah, okay. Okay, so Father was talking to me about how we're supposed to fear him, not man. We're not supposed to be looking at ourselves. We're not supposed to be looking at anything but him when it comes to what we are to fear. And there's scripture that talks about that. He said, don't fear the one that can throw you into hell. Don't worry about what Satan can do to you. You be more concerned about what I can do you, to you because I can throw the body and the soul into hell. And but, but then, as I say that, for those of you who are scared that that's what he's going to do, also remember, we just read about he is compassionate for those who fear towards those who fear him. And if you have sinned and feel like God's mad at you, remember the scripture where he said that when we sin, if we will confess our sins and I'm going to say this this may go this is going to go against some doctrine out there that's wrong theology when we say uh when we confess our sins he's the one that needs to hear our confession but I I you know we can confess with to one another and that then that may help us be you know that's humbling and everything but it isn't that we go to somebody confess and then that somebody forgives us for our sin not in the flesh the one who forgives us for our sin is him. He is the one who has the authority, the right, the power to forgive us for our sins. So he says, if you will confess your, your sins, he is faithful to forgive you for your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Okay, so, so there's that. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to go on uh, to some of the things as I was uh, spending time with him yesterday and praying about this and here are some of the things that he was talking to me about, about when, uh, about the ones who are struggling with being able to receive or to believe that father can forgive them, that he's not finished with them, that he loves them. Here are some things that he, he said, first of all, we know this environment can affect how we see him. If we've had an abusive background, if we've had an absent father, if we've had critical spirits, if people, if we've grown up or been around a lot of really 
we've had a lot of criticism, uh, you know, shot at us throughout our lives. It's hard. It it almost becomes like a knee jerk reaction to just think, well, God's probably mad at me too, and and so uh, these are some of the things our environment can affect it. How we see, how He looks at us, and then and then He said to to look at these things. Where are where are you now if you're struggling with um, believing that Father can forgive you, that He loves you, and that He's not finished with you? Where are you now? What are you looking at? Who are you looking at? Are you looking at yourself? Because if you are, you've already lost. If you're looking at yourself, then you have opened the door wide for the enemy to come and accuse you, just mercilessly accuse you. Look at how you failed here. Look at how you're not doing this. Look at how you've still got this thing going on in your life. And so the Lord doesn't want you looking at you. He wants you looking at him. You take your, uh, you take your cues from Father. You go to Him, keep your eyes on Him, because if you look at yourself, you are, you're just going to be completely frustrated and overcome with fear because you've opened the door for the enemy to do that. It's easy for, uh, whole, for uh, Satan to come against us and point out our weaknesses. He loves to do that. God will, he will uh, convict us of our sin, but he will not condemn us you know, he's, he doesn't want us to be lost. So he will say to us, Hey, you're doing this. I don't want you doing that. Or you're not doing this. And I want you doing that. But he's not going to come and condemn us. He sees that. Remember our, our whole premise is that it's on those who fear him, uh, that, that the Lord has all of this compassion. He has all of this, uh, great love that goes on forever and ever. So if you're looking at yourself, you're looking at the wrong thing. You have to look at Father. You have to look at His promises and His nature. See how He is. Just like the verses that we just read in the 103rd Psalm. He's saying, I love you higher than, you know, earth to heaven. There you go. Got that? East to west, throwing away your sins that far. I'm, uh, I'm steadfast. I'm, not, I'm slow to anger. And I'm not, you know, I'm not in a hurry to condemn you. I'm abounding in steadfast love. That's 103rd Psalm. And then saying, I, I am, I keep my word. I don't tell you things and not mean what I say. If I tell you that if you fear me, if I tell you that if you will keep my covenant and you'll obey my commandments, and if I tell you that my steadfast love for you will be from everlasting to everlasting, I mean it. I don't lie. That's Father. He's saying, I don't lie. I'm not a liar. I'm not a man. I don't lie. Okay. And so he's saying, get your eyes off yourself. Um, and you guys, I want to say this because <clears throat> it took a long time for me to understand this because I was so full of pride that the thing that makes us keep our eyes on ourselves and our inadequacies and all of that is exactly that pride. It's humility that drives us to the throne of God. It's, it really is humility that that causes us to go, I can't. okay, I need you. I Please forgive me for my sins. I, help me. Thank you for being who you are. The Lord wants us to turn our eyes, oh, get them out of the mirror and get them on him. Um, okay. <clears throat> and then another thing he says to ask, where is, on where is your focus? He says, are you looking back at the past, all of your failures? And I kind of just touched on that. Are you looking back at your past and how you failed and how you're still struggling and with things and you're just not getting it right? Uh, are you looking at the disappointments in your life? Are you looking at prayers that you feel like were, an were not answered and, or anyway, according to what you thought they were not answered? Are you, or are you looking at the future, running ahead, going, I can't do this. Uh, oh my gosh, these things are all going to over, I'm already overwhelmed. And now what's going to happen when this, this, and this happens? I can't pay my rent. I can't, I can't, uh, I don't have a place to live. I don't have this. I don't have that. We have to remember God's our provider and he'll make a way for us to be able to do what we need to do. And he'll, he'll help us understand. He'll tell us what those things are. We have to get our focus on him and off of our own self. How can I do these things? How about if we say, Father, what do you want me to do about these things instead of going, I have to figure this out. So looking to our past is going to mess us up and cause tremendous fear and 
because we're going to feel like, well, the Lord, you know, he didn't help me. I had these things instead of realizing he's God and he's been making a way all the way along. And a lot of times it's our own decisions that keep us in a place of not getting it, uh, getting those things done that need to get done. But then uh, looking, running ahead, looking to the future, it's if we are looking to the future, then it is a lack of trust in him to be able to be God. It's, it's a lack of trust in his abilities to be able to save whatever it is needs, that needs to be saved that he wants done. Okay, and then, okay, and so we can either be looking at ourselves, we can be running ahead to the future, looking back at the past, or we can be looking at God's word. If we're going to come out of fear, we cannot live by how we feel. I can't tell you how much I wrestled with this in my life. Don't live by your emotions because your emotions will lie to you. Today they like you. Tomorrow they don't like you. Today everything's great. Tomorrow everything's awful. Today you're you're on top of the world and everything's just going to be, everything's just going the way you want it to and everybody's nice to you and all things are good and nobody's being mean to you and you don't have any problems and you feel great in your body and so you're in a happy mood. Tomorrow this happens, this happens, this happens and all of a sudden you've, you're downcast. The Lord's saying to share this dream with you. Okay, Father. <clears throat> I forgot about this. Uh, gosh, when I first came back to the Lord in 1988, because I'd go in and out of relationship with him throughout my life, I did not, I would not stabilize because I, my childhood had been a mess and because I was full of pride and uh, just for a number of reasons. I just, I would be with the Lord for a, a few years and then I'd go right back out into the world. I'd go right back out into the sin I'd been in before and each time I'd get progressively worse. And I knew that if I didn't quit and really surrender myself to him uh, that last time I was out there, if I didn't, if I didn't really truly surrender, then uh, I knew I wouldn't make a, one more trip. I knew that I would die if I ended up back in the world after going back to him because each time I really did get worse. <clears throat> and so I, when, I, when I finally made the decision, because I felt the Lord tapping me on the shoulder numerous times, he would, from time to time, he'd come to me and, and he would ask me if I was ready to come back to him. My goodness. And my answer was usually no. Uh, I remember the last time he asked me, the way he did it was he sent a song to me because I'm a singer, and uh, he sent me a recording that my cousin had done of a song I'd never heard before, and it was called I Surrender. And <clears throat> I haven't been able to find it. It's not a, it's just kind of a, it's just a little song somebody had put in a book somewhere a long time ago, and I've searched, I can't find it. But it, but it was the thing that the Lord used to draw me and when I heard it I would listen to it over and over as a matter of fact I don't know how I didn't get arrested I'd play that thing at full volume in the house and over and over and over I knew the I knew father was calling me to come back inviting me to come back but I kept saying to him I am not coming back until I know I will not go away again that, you guys, that doesn't mean that I haven't sinned since then. That doesn't mean that I haven't gone through things that I shouldn't have done or anything like that. It just means that I knew that I was going to, if I came back to Father, I would not. I had to stay or I would lose my life, not just physically, but I knew I, I would not have, I would never have come back. I would have died in my sin. So I would talk to him when he would, talk to me about it I would say I'm not coming back to you and this is the key this is the reason he's having me I think the main reason he's having me share this testimony I said to him I'm not coming back to you until I know I won't go away again and I knew that it was not Satan that was making me do things I knew that what I knew that this wasn't about me not being able to quit sinning that this was literally about me conquering my pride and humbling myself. It was not the enemy I was fighting. It was Vicki. So 
So the Lord will, you know, he's really patient to continue to labor with us. This is why he's talking about his compassion. I mean, this is just one example of it. He's compassionate. He knew he knew where I was going to eventually set my sights and that was going to be on him and his will for my life. And so he was patient and compassionate. It does not mean he made me do that. It just meant that our father who is all seeing and all knowing, he knows what we're going to decide. He doesn't decide for us. He just, he knows what we're going to decide and his, you know, his mercy endures forever. He is not willing for anybody to be lost. So I believe that we have that opportunity to make that choice because his love is huge. So for people that are thinking, I've done too many things and I cannot be forgiven and I'm terrified that Father's going to throw me out the window. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, you haven't done more than I did. Uh, it doesn't even matter what sin you want to throw out there. And I'm not bragging about it. I'm simply saying that Father, Father's forgiveness, when, when He sent His Son, He paid for all of our sins and... I mean, his, his sacrifice was that great. It doesn't give us a license to go out and sin because it's been paid for. We still have to repent. We still have to make the, make the decision. It's like, okay, well, Father, all right, I'll say it like this. It's like somebody bought you a ticket to go see a movie. They paid for the ticket, but you have to decide if you're actually going to go see the movie. Uh, so while, while he's paid for us through his son to be able to be forgiven we still have to do our part to repent okay you guys so once we do that and I hope I'm not dragging this out I'm trying to say this in a way that's gonna help somebody that's listening stop being afraid stop looking at your past stop looking at your the things that have have or haven't happened to you or that you've seen happen to other people stop thinking like I did, stop believing the lie that you've sinned your last sin and the Lord cannot possibly forgive you. He's finished with you and you're just going to have to beg him for the rest of your life to, to be forgiven. That's not what he said in his word. He said, if we sin, if we repent, if we confess our sin to him, he's faithful and just, he will forgive our sin. And so he's saying, come out of the wrong kind of fear come out of the fear of man or the fear of the devil or what it is you have always believed about me and come simply come into obedience come into uh walking in walk in the truth and stop looking at everything else walk with me every day day by day line upon line precept upon precept i will get you I will get you where I want you to be and where I want you to be is with me and stop being afraid of everything else. Let your fear be that you love him and will show him by keeping his commandments, by uh, remembering his covenant, keeping his covenant, walk in the, in the manner that God wants you to walk in. That's, that's it. Believe his word, believe that he tells the truth. Even if you don't feel it, don't go by your feelings. Your feelings are going to lie to you. I said that, but I'm going to say it again. Your feelings will absolutely lie to you. So we don't, we, so here, I'm going to try to wrap this up, Father. We look at the 103rd Psalm, how he said, I'm great and I'm awesome and I'm wonderful. I want you to keep my covenant. I want you to remember my, I want you to keep my commandments that I, have given you to keep. I want you also to know that I'm very slow to anger. I'm abounding in mercy. I am willing to forgive your sins. I have tremendous compassion and steadfast love for those who fear me and they show me that fear by obeying me. They show me that love by obeying me. They walk in my commandments and and because I'm a merciful father and because I want you to make it, I, I am slow to anger. I will, when you fall down, get back up. I will help you. I'm right there. I will help you. I will keep my word to you. And by the way, go ahead and read this Psalm over here about how mighty I am. 
how I keep my words. Read these things. Learn what's in my words. Start reading. Stop listening to what you hear in your head about what a failure you are and look instead to me at how I am victorious and I am almighty and all-powerful. How I am the I am. I am faithful and true. I am the Word of God. Start looking at me like that, he says, and I will get you where you long to be in your heart. Okay, guys, please share the message. If uh, you know anybody that needs to hear any part of this, please share it with them. Please like and subscribe uh, so that the algorithm does whatever it is the algorithm does and so that more people will be aware of the videos. I thank you so much. Those of you who are already doing that, you guys are you are more of a blessing to me than you have any idea. And I pray over every single person that watches the videos. I pray over your families as well. I ask you to please pray over my family and, uh, and this work and whatever it is Father wants, whatever it is he wants uh, me to do at this point because I'm really praying about the next step. Um, I'll, just, I'll just say it like that. I'm, Father knows our needs, he knows my needs, he knows your needs. And so just just uh, please keep us in prayer and please leave your comments. I love hearing from you. I've, You guys just bring me so much encouragement and so much joy because I feel like I'm connecting with brothers and sisters around the world and that just blesses my heart immensely. So God bless you all, you take care and I will be back as soon as Father sends me back. Until then, uh, you just, you just keep holding on to, uh, to the hand of the Creator, to the one who is faithful and true, to the Almighty, all-holy, all-powerful I Am. God bless y'all. Talk to you soon. Thanks for watching again. Bye.